Untitled Audio. Episode 3, Tea with Mr. Key. Come and get it! Jesus, man, so don't push. Sorry, except not. Yeah, yeah, move it, buddy, would you? You're more violent than the Krauts. Anything for Clancy Armstrong? Yep, right here, as always. Except fancy stationery this time. Ooh. Ugly as you are, you must be doing something right for that girl to write to you every week. Yeah, shut your pie hole, I'm reading. Caught in the act, were you, Libs? You know, I'm not normally so nosy, darling Clancy, but the music in Mr. Key's suite, it drew me. And then, like any child with her hand in the cookie jar, I got caught. Mr. Key was so angry, and I was so scared. He'd have had every right to pick up the phone, call Mr. Gibson, and demand I be fired on the spot. But you will not believe what happened next. I asked you what the devil you're doing going through my private papers. This is a top-secret project. Is it hotel policy to hire snoops? I am so, so sorry, Mr. Key. I can explain. How do you know my name? Oh, it's you. You remember me, sir? Of course. The charming maid who threw a drink in my face at the Duxbury's New Year's party. I seem to always meet you under the worst circumstances. Hardly the worst. But you do have a gift for making impressions. Liberty, is it? Yes. You have a good memory. You have a memorable name. You work here now? Yes, sir. What happened to your position at the Duxbury's? That's a long story. Perhaps you'll tell it to me someday. Will you? You'd really like to know? I really would. Meanwhile, what do you think of the piece? The piece? (laughs) The composition I interrupted you reading when I came in, my dear. The one still in your hand. Oh, that. Oh, my feeling precisely. Excuse me. It's an exaggeration to even call it a composition. That would suggest some inspired design. It's more like a Rorschach on paper. A Rorschach of failure. Sir? Francis, please. What is a roar... a roar shack? (laughs) You are charming. All I mean is, it's a mess. As I can tell from your pitying expression. Oh, no, sir. Francis, not at all. I'm sure it's magnificent. We're not going to be friends if you're going to lie to me. Friends? I... I'm not lying, I promise. I can't read music. (laughs) You are bewildering, as well as charming. You were going through my sheet music like a pig hunting truffles, but you can't sight-read. No, sir. I mean, Francis. I can sing, but I can't read music. Not professionally. By ear, then? I'm not sure what that means. Come hither, my dear. Sit by me. On the piano bench? Indeed. I promise I won't bite. This is called Middle C. 
Sing that if you would for me, my dear. Ah. Uh... Good heavens. I'm sorry. Not a thing in the world to be sorry for, quite the contrary. Let's try this. Sing this one if you would. It's B flat. Now this one. I'll be damned. What? What did I do wrong? Not a thing, my dear. It's what you did right. All three times. You have perfect pitch. What does that mean? It means your voice can match the note exactly that your ear, your voice, and the note are in perfect accordance. Do you know how rare that is? Actually, yes. Now that you mention it, I've been told this before. Oh, indeed. And by whom, might I inquire? By a gentleman in the public garden. When I was singing there as a child with my mother, a gentleman in a Hamburg stopped to listen, then chucked me under the chin and said I had perfect pitch. I had forgotten until now. He was quite right. And he gave us a dollar. My mother bought us new ribbons for our hats. She must be very proud of you. If she is watching over me, I hope she is. She's no longer living? No. She died in an accident when I was four, run over by an ice wagon driven by a drunk. Your father? He died back in Norway. I never knew him. I am terribly sorry, my dear. You're quite young to be so adrift. Thank you, but I'm not adrift. I have friends here, and I have... I didn't mean to offend you. You didn't. I'm relieved. You're an orphan. You have no training beyond busking in the street. You can't read music, and you should be soloing on every stage from here to Paris. My dear, would you do me a favor? (laughs) Me? Do you a favor? Please. Sing for me. Oh, but... I just sing in the back rooms for my friends. Have we not established that we are friends? But you are who you are. I'm just a chambermaid. A chambermaid with the voice of a Wagnerian diva. And nonsense. Anybody can be friends with anybody. I'd be honored to be friends with you. Truly? Truly, truly. But only if you sing me something. Anything? Anything. I think your mother would want you to, no? Yes. Oh boy. Okay. What should I sing? If I play this, will you sing along? I know you can't read the music, a condition I would be happy to rectify. But meanwhile, could you perhaps la-la-la your way through it? I'll try. Well, what do you think? It's... very patriotic. (laughs) It's horrid. It's absolute treacle. Well... It's even worse hearing it in your voice. It's in no way worthy. I aspire to write something worthy of your talent. That's my new goal. What was the old goal? Meeting my deadline for the White House. FDR. FDR? THE FDR? The one and only. He commissioned me to write an anthem to inspire the troops overseas, you see. It's due July 4th, and you can hear how well I'm doing. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Ah, I 
I certainly hope you're as good a fortune teller as you are a singer. May I admit something to you I've never told anyone? I do love music more than anything. I've been scribbling compositions since I was a little boy. It's part of my birthright. I'm related to Francis Scott Key. You know who he is? He wrote The Star-Spangled Banner? You are smart as well as lovely, my dear, yes. I had hoped to inherit his talent. This is, of course, why the President assigned this task. But Liberty, the more I read the headlines, the more I envision what the men are sacrificing overseas, how they're dying, while I tinker about here, the worse I write. It's a huge job to undertake. Perhaps I'm the wrong man for it. Perhaps I don't have the previous Francis's talent after all. I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure you'll make them proud. You're a sweetheart, aren't you? Ah! Ah! What is it? You make us proud, our hearts and voices loud, all in the name of Lady Liberty. Yes, perhaps. Perhaps. Ah! High tea to room 314, please. Right away. Cucumber, watercress, egg salad, salmon sandwich, all the sandwiches. Earl Grey. And, uh, one moment. Do you like scones? I've never had one. And a platter of scones. Extra clotted cream, please. Thank you. Would you do me the honor, Liberty? Have tea with me. Oh, I'd love to, Francis. Except I've already been here uh, far too long. I've got all the other rooms on the floor to service. I see. Housekeeping, please. Yes, hello. This is Mr. Key in room 314. I require the services of your maid, Liberty... What's your last name? Johansson. Liberty Johansson for the rest of the afternoon. Yes, that's right. And I'll be requiring her services in the afternoons until further notice. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Gibson. Voila. Your freedom, my dear. Liberty for liberty. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Neither can I. But liberty, I've just had a brilliant inspiration. What is it? You. Me? I need you. Just like Uncle Sam, except instead of to fight, to inspire... Will you help me, Liberty? Well, of course, Francis. Any way I can, but I don't see how... I've been how... going about this solo since I got here. And that's where I've gone wrong. I need a duel. I need a singer to embody this work, to bring it to life. I need a standard to live up to. I need you, Liberty. I'm honored, but... I'll teach you to sight read. I'll teach you all about music, all the training you never had, all the training you deserve. Oh... That is a dream come true. But my position here... Mr. Gibson might not like me working here all afternoons. If I lose this job... Don't worry about Mr. Gibson. He works for me. I'll take care of everything, Liberty. What do you say? Room service. Thank you. Bring it in. Your tea, Mr. Key. Delightful. Just put it by the window, miss. I'll help you. What are you doing? This isn't your job? Do you think I'd miss this? Hell no. I traded David a pack of Luckies to let me bring the card up. Shall I pour, sir? No, thank you. I've got it. 
Very well, sir. Looks like you've got it too. Keeping Mr. Composer company every afternoon? You work fast, kid. Not as fast as word travels. And it's not like that. Whatever you say. Wink. If there's nothing else, I'll leave you to your sandwiches. An extra cream. Well, Dibby, will you help me? If FDR is to be believed, the fate of the country rests on your answer. And so, I'll be training with Mr. Key. Of course, it's only temporary, and only in the afternoons. But, oh, darling Clancy, what an opportunity. What an opportunity. I never imagined I could actually learn about music from sight-reading the phrasing and from somebody of Mr. Key's stature. He was educated at Juilliard School of Music in New York and... Oh, for Pete's sake. What's up, buddy? You look like you swallowed a worm, which is kind of likely given the grub around here. Nothing, nothing, just... My girl's taken up with some fancy-pants composer guy. What do you mean, taken up? Did she send you a dear John? No, nothing like that. She's got a new job singing, and I'm proud as hell. It's just... Jesus! Incoming! Take cover! Where are you, buddy? This is Jane Green. If you have questions for us about the key of love or have any comments on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Again, that's keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Emerald Audio Network. The Key of Love is a production of Emerald Audio in association with Gemini 13. Based on a story by Jenna Blum, written by Jenna Blum and Tommy Lombardi. Produced and directed by Garrett Scott for Real Jetpacks Productions. Original music by Dan Lipton. Featuring the voices of Dan Bittner, Orla Cassidy, Lauren DeLemos, Jessica DiGiovanni, Cynthia Farrell, Sean Gormley, Evan Hall, Brandon McInnes, Louis Moreno, Ruby Raycos, Beckett Royce, Jonathan Sale, Kate Wyman, and John Strajewski. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Paul Goodrich. Sound editing by Justin Kilpatrick. Executive producers, Jane Green, Spencer Brown, and Mark Francis. Our head of marketing is Erica Farmer. With special thanks to Greg Norton, Charles Steinhauer, Scott Waxman, and Jacob Bronstein.